Freelance Mum, supporting talented mums everywhere. If you're going to go freelance, you do have to have some solid backing of experience. You're not really offering any value because you need to build, you need to have that value to, to offer it. Those are the wise words of Bernie Ritchie, the woman behind the Bristol magazine who took a huge leap of faith moving from London and the choices were either San Francisco or wait for it, Bristol. Well, Bristol it was where she moved down and launched the magazine. Laura Rawlings guest reported for Freelance Mum and shared her story with us. Well, seven years ago I woke up and thought... I've now lived in London for many years and I am uh, feeling slightly stifled and would like to go somewhere with a, a city other than London with a sort of um, a sense of freedom and a good vibe. Originally, I was thinking of San Francisco and by a pure <laughs> whimsy, I ended up in Bristol. That's an almighty <laughs> diversion, even with my sense of direction. But they're very similar cities and I far prefer Bristol to San Francisco now and thoroughly enjoy the whole spirit of the city and the, and its vibe and I would would not look either to going back to London. I, I think Bristol's the very best place to be at the moment. What drew you to the women's kind of campaigning side of things? I've always been interested in campaigns and I suppose I'm uh, independent spirit at heart and I also rely on intuition sometimes things just come together and so I, I saw a job which was being involved with campaigning for women's rights and and also for su- supporting women which is this which is the charity I was eventually head of marketing for and just felt that that was right and that what it means is that rather than communicating about recruitment or business intelligence or insurance which are all things I've worked in you're suddenly involved with issues you know much more meaningful issues around sort of obviously feminism and equality but also domestic violence mental health FGM body confidence needs and sort of you know educational issues so I think I just came to a moment where I was really drawn to where you can make use your communication skills and you're in, but to make an impact in 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 a much more real-time arena and sort of real, where real serious realities. There's quite a risk, though, isn't it? Because I'm guessing yeah. that you know, if you're in London for a long time, you've got a really good network of contacts. You're well known in the businesses that you've worked in, probably in a well-paid job. To then leave that place, to jump into the unknown, and to go into something that is a bit more precarious. There is, and I think it depends on you know what kind of person you are. I think that if you, and if you're a risk taker, and I think if you are a, a risk taker, if you're an open person, a curious person, if you rely on your instinct, and if you, you sense almost your way forward in life, then it actually makes sense. And you've, you've obviously got to to have a strong inner instinct about where you want to go. And I mean, that the, for example, I went to business school based on pure instinct that that was the right thing at the right time to do. I arrived in Bristol with that same instinct. I moved into non-profit and ultimately into community activities and campaigning through similar instincts. I think you just uh, move, if you move forward with a strong inner sense of of what feels right and what doesn't, then I think you, you do, it does all make sense in the end. Can you develop that sense of listening to your intuition? Because actually it's not always that obvious, is it? Sometimes you can struggle to reach what you should do. 
Yeah, I think it it's not a very clear A to B trajectory. Um, in that you just don't you don't necessarily sit down one day and say I'm now going to go to B. You just get or Z. You have to know yourself and um, just trust your inner instincts but you also have to have a wide ranging sort of open kind of mind where you understand all sorts of options and and also sort of as ultimately have a view as to your only here in this world for so many years so you, you if you take that view you then can boil down the kind of decisions and experiences you want to have and again it comes down to you won't do any of that if you don't take some risks so just kind of bearing in mind all the things that you've just said about attitude to risk and trusting your gut instinct and following your intuition how have you found going freelance with freelance it's very it's very much a sort of serendipitous sort of activity and i've found it naturally evolving based on broadly where i want to go which is to be independent to be involved with interesting things to the freedom to to move around whilst being freelance and also to be involved in some interesting activities in Bristol which have depth and resonance. Is there a best time to go freelance? You know, do you think it is easier if you've got 10 years experience behind you in the kind of industry you want to work in? If you're going to go freelance, you do have to have some solid backing of experience because otherwise you're not off, you're not really offering any value because you need to build you need to have that value to to offer it uh, that doesn't mean to say that if you're a young entrepreneur with a with a very specific idea like Zuckerberg and, and Facebook then you know then obviously that's a different thing you know that you can that you may find a lot of young entrepreneurs but for freelance you're, you're offering a a service that has value so you can't learn at the benefit of being freelance you have to have um, a reasonably strong background like you say at least 10 years and then you can then have a sense of and be able to flex the value and the and the sort of experience that and insights that you offer to clients you need to be able to sort of have that flexibility of of mind and and ability as freelance what's the best piece of advice you would give to someone who is thinking about doing this about going freelance I would think about an area of work that you feel most confident about or whether that's, um, is that something to do with healthcare or is it to do with a particular type of communication or a particular type of business that you you do. So wherever your, your area of most confidence is, I would then have a deep think about what that what that is all about and how you can then turn that into an entrepreneurial and freelance adventure for yourself but just make sure that you operate from a base of confidence when you do it and I just want to pick up on one of the different things that you're involved in because I know you're a part of the team behind Bristol Woman magazine well Bristol Woman magazine is um, a new new magazine that was launched last um, November and it's it, it describes itself as a magazine which is um, looking at stories and tales of women in Bristol, but but ordinary women in Bristol, who very often and and that's what we're looking at have extraordinary lives to t- and tales to tell. The magazine really wants to reach out to every type of woman in Bristol and as much a mainstream woman as 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 you know one of the many hidden communities in Bristol as well. So for, to represent you know, all types of women. 
Now, every time I go in the shop, there are a lot of magazines all targeted at women. <laughs> How's yours different? Well, I suppose if you go in a shop, you'll be looking at lots of women's magazines talking about fashion or dating or all that kind of stuff. And this is very much, it's a different thing. It's much more women, it's actually almost women telling their own tales. And obviously it's women in Bristol telling their own tales. So it's more, if you're having a chat with a wide variety of women telling you about meaningful tales that affected them so it's a different type of read to reading about the best eyebrow shape but uh, or, or or similar but it's a free magazine as well so it, it's it's a different it's a different read but it is uh, tapping into women's issues so very much in a way um, like a bristol a micro version of bristol a bristol woman's hour type content so I know that you do print runs of this and that people might come across copies, hard copies of the magazine in shops and in um, GP surgeries and places like that. But you can also see it online as well, can't you? Yes. If you go on bristolwoman.org.uk, you can uh, download it from there. Equally, if you, you can find us on Twitter, we're at Bristol Woman and also Bristol Woman on Facebook so between those three you can uh, join in the you know, conversations with us and then download from bristolwoman.org.uk Is there a story that stands out in particular from the many that you've probably been gathering and the ones that have been published is there any story that you've come across that you just thought I didn't expect to find that? There's a story that's not yet published um, and that it was I was talking to a woman who and asking her how she had arrived in Bristol and she had arrived in Bristol by um, from Somalia by escaping um, a lot of danger had spent three months only be able to walk at night to get to Ethiopia and then finally moved on to up north in the UK and through with relatives and finally came uh, down to Bristol so I think what struck me about that story but it's that it has resonance with all sorts of other stories was the very real challenges that um, women in Bristol have have faced I think that's one that has resonance for me that you know this is you having a normal conversation and, and an extraordinary story comes out that was Bernie Ritchie sharing her story there with Laura Rawlings who was guest reporting for Freelance Mum and I really hope that you enjoyed it if you'd like to share your story then do drop me a line or share your comments it's hello at freelancemum.co.uk to share your story send an email to hello at freelancemum.co.uk